And we welcome you on into another episode of the Big Time Sports Podcast Show. It's Mitch Spinell alongside Mitchell Balla here to give you the latest in the sporting world. Mitch, good to be back this week, man. It's the start of a brand new week coming off All-Star Weekend. We got a number of sports to talk about, a number of stories, and a number of weird things that I have here on the itinerary. I can't wait to talk about the weird things that you sent me on Twitter over the weekend that said we will talk on Monday during the podcast. So I'm excited to get to that later on in the show. Plenty to talk about high school basketball playoffs now here and ramping up for both girls and boys. I know we're going to break that down a little bit. And you're right. The XFL is back. Weird, weird. We had one week off of football and that's all we really needed. Now we have the spring league to satisfy us. And then eventually later on in the summer, we'll have the United States football league as well. As I settle this cup here, I want to remind you guys, obviously you can find us here on YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple podcasts. And uh, you know, our website, big And of course, you know, uh, BTS Ohio on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, Big Time Sports Ohio, at Mitch Spinell and at Mitchell Bella. But with that, we want to start off before we get to our main topics today. We want to remind you guys of what's happening this week in Big Time Sports. Now, we have a lot of events here coming up with tournament play officially underway on the girls' side. Boys' tournament coming up very soon. We want to talk about what you can find on the upcoming Big Time Sports show on your local listings, as well as the game broadcast we'll have upcoming here in the Stark and Tuscarawas County areas. For Tuscarawas County, I'll start off here on Wednesday at 7 p.m. And Friday at 10 p.m., you can check out our broadcast of the Big Time Sports Show with our special guests, the athletes from Special Olympic Sports. The, the Special Olympics do a lot of great things in our community. It gets a lot of people involved with certain events. And Big Time Sports is a huge supporter of that. And we want to showcase what they are doing for the area and what they've been doing for the last couple of weeks, months, years what have you. So we'll have that on Wednesday at 7 p.m. and Friday at 10 p.m. Charlie will be in the studio to talk to them. So be sure to check that out. On Tuesday, you will see the Strasburg Tigers in Division 4 sectional action against the Tuscarawas Central Catholic Saints. The boys' tournament is starting. The Tigers and the Saints just a couple of weeks ago had that exciting finish where Jake Ryan makes the three-pointer to clinch the win for the Tigers on the road. The two teams have been battling out so far this season, and they'll duke it out for a third time. You can find that replay on Tuesday at 10 p.m. following the nightly broadcast and Wednesday at 5 p.m. the following day. You can also find the live stream of the game starting at 7 p.m. on BigTimeSportsOhio.com, courtesy of local broadcast network and the LBN app. Now, on the girls' side, on Wednesday, we'll see a district semifinal showdown between two IVC foes. The Strasburg Tigers coming off their win against Monroe Central and the Highland Hawks who had an easy sectional final win. They will play on Wednesday. You can find that live stream starting at seven on BigTimeSportsOhio.com. You can find that replay on Wednesday at 1030 p.m. and Thursday at 5 p.m. on your local cable listings, whether you're in the Stark or Tuscarawas County areas. And then on Friday, on yes, Friday rather, or Saturday, you will see the Dover Crimson Tornadoes on Saturday taking on a sectional final foe that is not officially finalized as of now. Now, the Crimson Tornadoes currently sit 11th in the Division I Northeast Two bracket, and they will take on the winner of number 14, Painesville Riverside, or number 15, Twinsburg. Now, that game will be played at Dover High School but we don't know if the Tornadoes will be playing Riverside yet or Twinsburg, so be sure to look out for that. Should be an exciting one. 
We will also have here, uh, obviously, all the listings that Mitch is going to get to here. But I want to remind you guys, if you're watching the replays on cable, you can go to Spectrum 15 at, or 989 or go to MCT 128 or go to our website, WIVMTV.com for all of our local broadcasts. So, Mitch, what can we expect from Star County this week? Well, Mitch, starting with the big-time sports television show up here in Stark County. We're going to break down here on the podcast today the tournament brackets, the teams in action, what we're looking for. But you might want to listen to Joe Dunn, too. Joe Dunn hosting the show this week where they are going to do the big-time hoops tournament uh, review Thursday night, 7.30 p.m. and Saturday morning at 8.30 a.m. You can watch the recording of that show with Joe Dunn. Maybe a potential special guest. Who knows? Joe always has a trick up his sleeve. And then Mitch, perhaps the best first round playoff game in the area, maybe all of Ohio. Big time sports will be at Glen Oak on Wednesday night as the Glen Oak Golden Eagles welcome in federal league rival, the Lake Blue Streaks. Mitch, these two teams battled back and forth this season, winning on each other's court. Glen Oak beat Lake just a week or so ago at Lake on a Ja'Cory Lipkins three-point shot at the buzzer. And then Lake beat Glen Oak earlier this year to hand Glen Oak a loss at home. This is going to be fun. It's going to be intense. And some team is seeing its season end very early. You can join Dave Sheets and Troy Richardson on the call for that one. Replay for that Wednesday at 10.30 p.m. and Thursday at 3 p.m. Sounds good. And once again, we want to remind you guys, if you want to watch the replays of these games, you can find them on uh, Spectrum Channel 15 and 989. Or if you're in the Madison area, you can check out MCT 128. You can also go to WIVMTV.com or go to BigTimeSportsOhio.com for uh, many of our playbacks. You can find many game broadcast playbacks that we post on the website. And that's all thanks to the, the hard workers at Big Time Sports as well as the local broadcast network. All right, Mitch, let's get into that tournament action because we had a number of games on the girls' side this week, and the boys' tournament is starting this coming week. Now, I want to start off on the girls' end because there were a number of games between Stark and Tuscarawas counties. I'll save mine for a second. I mean, the girls' side especially, what's been going on there, man? Mitch, the girls' side is getting to be fun now. And so if you are watching, instead of just listening to the audio podcast right now, you can see on the screen, we have the brackets pulled up here. So Mitch, we'll start in Northeast one sectional district here in this district. The top seed is Canton McKinley. They will take on Akron Ellett Tuesday night at 8 PM. This district championship and semifinal is at Perry high school down here in Maslin, Ohio. Now the winner of Ellett and McKinley will take on the winner of Painesville Riverside, who narrowly escaped the North Canton Lady Vikings last week by a score of 43 to 40. Riverside will take on Walsh Jesuit, the fifth overall seed in the Super District, uh, really the second highest seed in this Northeast One District. Mitch, McKinley is playing very well, led by Paris Stokes, and she is a handful to stop. I don't see Ellett being able to stop them. However, if we get a Canton McKinley versus Walsh Jesuit district final, that is going to be worth the price of admission. So if you're in the area, you don't want to travel far, that might be the one to go to. So we're down to four in Northeast District 1. Obviously, the local team here, we mentioned Canton McKinley. Let's head over to Northeast Sectional District Number 2. This 
district semifinal matchups and the district championship will also be played at Perry, but not Maslin Perry. We're talking Perrysburg, Ohio, up on the lake. The top seed in this district and number three overall seed in the Super District, the Green Bulldogs. Mitch, they are going to have their hands full. They play a very talented Shaker Heights Hathaway Brown team, a team they have met already this season and narrowly escaped with a victory. That is on the bottom part of the bracket. They will play tomorrow night at Perry High School up in Perrysburg, Ohio at 8 o'clock. The first game of the doubleheader, though, the Akron Archbishop Hoban Lady Knights, the sixth seed in the Super District, will take on Shaker Heights. Now, here's the thing. If Hoban and Green meet Mitch, this is a rematch from this season already. Hoban defeated Green earlier in the regular season. However, Green was without starter Mallory Odo. That is a bit, That was a big loss for Green, not just in terms of the win-loss record in the schedule, but you talk about a starter, a senior starter with valuable playing experience that you can go to anytime. They'll have her back now. She has returned. So this is a big-time matchup, but first, Green has to get by. Shaker Heights, Hathaway Brown. That is going to be an electric game on Tuesday night, 8 p.m. tip there. And like we said, 6 p.m. tip between Hoban and Shaker Heights. And for Northeast Sectional District number three, the top seed overall, the Solon Lady Comets. Mitch, they are on a mission. They are a very talented team. I had the pleasure to cover them one game this year earlier at Jackson. What is very fitting here is there's a chance we could get Solon and Jackson in the district championship on Friday night, but let's just worry about the semifinal game tomorrow night, six o'clock Solon will take on Maslin Perry, the Perry Panthers upsetting East Lake North last week by a score of 44 to 37. Perry is seated 20th overall. They knocked off the 15 seat East Lake North. Listen, Perry did not have the season they wanted in the regular season or in federal league play Mitch, but we know all too well come tournament time, teams with nothing to lose and sometimes the hottest teams in basketball are the most dangerous and right now perry is hot we'll have to see how solon handles them i will be there tomorrow night at ravenna high school more so for the second game that we're going to talk about now but i'll be able to watch that first game solon and perry i'm intrigued to see how it shakes up but solon has a lot of power or firepower that perry's gonna have to hold down and then jackson jackson has advanced to the district semifinal yet again and mitch they defeated Nordonia last week in the sectional championship, 62 to 31. The polar bears are back healthy. And that is all you want to hear if you're a Jackson fan, or you just want to see good basketball right now. The big three for Jackson, Lauren Pallotta, Lena Patabanla, and Megan Campbell played their second game on the court together last week since December 20th. This is a team that came in with a lot of expectations, obviously off their final four run last year. We got to talk to head coach Anthony Butch before the season tipped off. The expectations were high. Obviously, injuries plagued them, not only with Pallotta, Patabanla, Campbell. You have a few others, but Mitch, they're back. They have experience, and they are poised to make another tournament run. They will take on the red-hot Hudson Explorers, Mitch. The Hudson Explorers, the 24th overall seed, knocked off Lake in the sectional semifinal game at Lake, 47-45. to Lake was the 8th seed. That was a big win for Hudson. The question was, was Hudson going to be able to duplicate that performance again to advance the district semifinals? Well, newsflash, they did. They went on the road to Louisville and won 43 to 21. Now, Louisville was without their top player all season long in this matchup. However, Hudson shot lights out. And sometimes, even if you have a full healthy team, it does not matter because when teams are hot from behind the arc with a hand in their face, there's really nothing you can do about it. 
And that is exactly what happened on Friday night at Louisville High School. Hudson 43, Louisville 21. Jackson will now take on Hudson in the second game tomorrow night at Ravenna High School at 7.30 p.m. after Solon and Perry and Mitch. We are potentially shaping up for a Solon-Jackson district championship. Jackson and Solon met earlier this season. Jackson led for the first 35 minutes of the contest. Remember, 36 minutes played in high school basketball, or excuse me, 32 minutes played in high school basketball. So Jackson led for the first 31. Solon came back and took their first lead with 54 seconds remaining, and they ended up defeating Jackson by just one or two points. These two teams are evenly matched. Jackson with a lot more size and athleticism, or Solon, excuse me, can shoot the ball from all over the floor, inside, outside, it does not matter. We would be in for a treat here in the Northeast District 3 bracket if we get a Jackson-Solon District Championship on Friday night at Ravenna High School. Both teams have to advance there first. But Mitch, there's a very good possibility. We are talking about three Federal League teams advancing to the District Championship and potentially four. If Perry can pull off the upset, it would make a Federal League District Championship matchup in Northeast District number 3. This just goes to show you the Federal League is so loaded top to bottom that these teams, although the records may not indicate how good they really are, the Federal League battle tests them throughout the regular season. And should Jackson, Green, and McKinley advance, you'd have three Federal League teams representing the Fed in district championship games, potentially a fourth if Perry can get there, but Perry will have their hands full. But I am so excited. I will get, I will be at Ravenna tomorrow night. I will be calling that game on the Jackson Local School District YouTube page. Uh, for Jackson and Hudson and no game is is a cakewalk at this point Mitch Hudson with how they've shot the ball and proving they are there to win right now and pulling off two huge upsets nothing is a gimme Hudson could very well come in tomorrow night and defeat Jackson I cannot wait to see what happens no doubt the Explorers are basically playing with house money at this point and then you see Jackson who's trying to get back to another state tournament run. And that'd be a very, both matchups would be interesting for the Polar Bears. You either have to take on uh, a team such as Solon, one of the top teams in the area, or you get uh, basically a battle for the city in uh, against Perry if they were to, to somehow win this coming week. And uh, you look at Canton McKinley all throughout the season. I mean, they've been unbelievable so far. And I would think they might be the strongest federal league representative so far to potentially make a run down to Dayton. So those are the Stark County matchups for this coming week here in tournament action. There also are a number of Tuscarawas County games that we had to get to this week. A number of them uh, facing some featuring some of the best teams in the area. As I just the uh, screen here, I want to make sure I can get to the matchups that we will have for this coming week. So a number of the district semifinal matchups we will have include in division four, we have the Tuscarawas Central Catholic Saints who are coming off of their first uh, sectional championship since 2006. They will take on number one River over at Steubenville High School. So the two teams will have to travel a bit of ways away. And we have Strasburg and Highland, as we mentioned earlier on the This Week in Big Time Sports segment. That game will be played a little bit away from Berlin, a little bit away from Strasburg in Sugar Creek as they will play at Garraway high school the hawks and the tigers uh two of the top teams in uh their respective divisions this year highland of course uh one taking a part of the south uh, strasburg taking the north and then in division three the tusky valley trojans mitch tusky valley 
was down big in the start of the fourth quarter this past week against Martins Ferry. They outscored the Purple Riders 22 to 2 in the final quarter and ended up winning 51 to 44 in Zorville. And now they get a date with the cadets of Fort Fry, number three in the tournament. And that game to be played at Buckeye Trail High School. A number of games uh, that we were able to see, as you, we mentioned there, 51 to 44, Martins Ferry. Some teams like Claymont were eliminated from the tournament, as well as Garraway, who lost to River and a very close one, 29 to 25. The Pirates had a very good defensive front, but unfortunately could not prevail excuse me he also had waterloo beating east canton 57 to 24 so that is what we will be seeing this week as uh, we have many girls games coming up in the division three and four tournament now as for dover and new philadelphia their seasons both came to an end earlier uh this weekend as the uh quakers coming off that amazing sectional semifinal win ended up falling at the hands of the Carrollton warriors that game was 43 to 33 while the dover crimson tornadoes are now officially out of the tournament as well so mitch when we look at the boys tournament now what are some of the top matchups that we will be seeing uh this week i know we talked about some of the ones earlier off camera but i mean what should the public look out for well, Mitch, I think the public should look out for, first off, making sure they're looking at the tournament draw and bracket. There was a lot of confused people this week, and you and I have talked about this off air. There was a lot of people who thought Jackson's season came to an end, as well as Green, because they were still playing regular season matchups, and they both dropped games right. on Friday night. Yep, That was just regular season matchups. Green lost to Nordonia. Jackson lost the close one to Shaker Heights. That is not the case. Now it is winner go home time for everybody. So once again, as I pull it up on the screen, if you are watching – I will pull up Northeast one sectional district, which Macedonia Nordonia is the top seed in this district. You look over here, Canton McKinley will take on Euclid at the field house on Wednesday night. The winner of that game will advance to the sectional championship to take on a very tough Nordonia team, Mitch. They are legit. They held green this past weekend in the final regular season matchup to just 34 points in the contest. They are very gritty, phenomenal defensively, and they can score. McKinley, though, Mitch, I had mentioned to you all season long, they're a team I wouldn't want to play because when they show up and they're on, they could end up being one of the top teams in this district and not perhaps regional should they win the district. So you have McKinley playing Euclid. You have Warren uh, Howland and Cuyahoga Falls. No teams there. Eastlake, North, and men are in the top half. Obviously, no, none of those teams we cover. Maslin, Washington will travel to Hudson on Wednesday night to take on Hudson in the sectional semifinal game. The winner of that will advance to play Hoban. Uh, Hoban is a very tough team. They returned a lot of players last year from their district championship team uh, that ultimately won the Twinsburg district over Jackson. That's a team I wouldn't want to see. And then Mitch, the bottom part of that bracket is the game that I think everybody wants to watch. Uniontown Lake, or for everybody around here, as we know them, the Lake Blue Streaks at Glen Oak. Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. Once again, that's our big-time sports game of the week. I have no idea how that game's going to go. All I can tell you is I expect it to be very physical. I expect it to be back and forth, and I expect it to be one of the top games that you will see throughout the entire playoffs because these teams are so evenly matched. Like I said, split the regular season series one and one, winning on the other team's home court. This game at Glen Oak, the winner will advance to the sectional championship to take on Austin Town Fitch. Now, Glen Oak is the seventh seed. They are the higher seed. So if Glen Oak wins, it would be at Glen Oak. If 
Lake wins. They would have to go to Austintown Fitch then to take on Fitch. Mitch, this district is loaded. I could see a number of teams coming out of it. Obviously, the favorite as of now is Nordonia being the third overall seed in the Super District and top seed in this district. When you look at Northeast number two, Mitch, we start Stowe Monroe Falls, the number one overall seed in the Super District out of Divi- or Northeast Districts one, two, and three. They are legit. And this is a team that lost in the district championship last year at Alliance High School to Green. They return every single player from that team. And that is a big reason why they are the top team in the district. They will take on Ashtabula Lakeside. Winner will face Aurora. You have Twinsburg, Painesville, Riverside. The winner, Mitch, advances to play Dover. You just mentioned that when we were talking uh, earlier this segment about who Dover will wait to face. And then the bottom of this district too, Mitch. This could be a lot of fun. You have Boardman taking on Warren G. Harding. That's the 28th seed and 19th seed that game at Warren Harding. The winner will advance to the sectional championship to take on Green at Green High School. The bottom, you have Jackson. They will host Akron Ellett Wednesday night. I will once again be there calling that game for Jackson. Jackson, should they win, will then welcome in Willoughby South on Saturday night. If Jackson is upset, Akron Ellett would then host Willoughby South. But Mitch, there's a very good possibility that the co- Federal League champions are meeting in the district semifinal matchup on Wednesday, March 2nd, or Thursday, March 2nd, excuse me, at 7 p.m. at Alliance High School. Pretty much, Mitch, for bragging rights. These two teams tied atop the Federal League standings. This could very well be for bragging rights for who the better team in the Federal League was this season. Obviously, Jackson defeated Green in the second or third game of the regular season this year. Green then got revenge on Jackson later on in the season at Green High School. Two evenly matched teams. Guard play is very, very good on both sides. Both have phenomenal big men. Green has Nick Bungalow, and then Jackson has Owen Wolbert. Mitch, if this happens, and it's Jackson versus Green in the district semifinal, Alliance High School will be sold out, no doubt in my mind, on a Thursday night for this matchup. Tickets will be at a premium. I'm excited. Obviously, the basketball fan in me hopes that is what we get. But even if that's what you get, the winner will have to take on Stowe, Mitch, which is no easy task. Both teams played Stowe this year. Both teams in Jackson and Green lost to Stowe on their home court. That just shows you how dominant Stowe really is. It'll be no easy task. But we also could be in something for maybe there's an upset along the way. You can never predict injuries, and obviously we never wish injuries, especially at this point in the season. You want to see the best players on the court at all times. So hopefully that is not something we have to talk about. And then finally, Northeast sectional district number three mitch this is a lot of the teams up north not many stark county teams in here looking at it we have just three the top overall seed in this district the number two overall seed in the super district saint vincent saint mary's who made the jump this year mitch to division one they are in action the section is a semifinal against akron garfield the winner plays kent roosevelt the top part brush awaits the winner of chardon and mayfield and then the bottom part of the bracket, Mitch, we have three teams we are very familiar with. Louisville, another team that made the jump from Division Two to Division One this year, will await the winner of Solon and Hunting Valley University School. That game tomorrow night, Solon, Hunting Valley, the winner will take on Louisville Saturday night at Louisville High School, 7 o'clock. And then the bottom, Walsh Jesuit will host the Perry Panthers, Mitch, and the Perry Panthers are hot right now in boys basketball too. They had a couple big wins to end the regular season, a win over Hoover, a win against a very talented Alliance Aviators squad. 
The winner of that game will advance to take on the Hoover Vikings. Hoover, let's keep in mind, Mitch, recently defeated Walsh Jesuit towards the end of the regular season. So you have three teams there in Stark County in Louisville, Hoover, and Perry in Northeast District Number 3. We'll have to see how that shakes out. We could be in line for a district semifinal between Louisville and potentially Hoover or Perry. I'm excited. I think everybody around Stark County is excited here for these districts in Division One. I know you got to be excited about what's going on down there in Tuscarawas County. Oh, of course. I mean, you see some of the matchups that we have coming up here. If I can get them on my screen in just a moment here. I mean, uh, some of the boys games we will have coming up for this week as I go from the girls page to the boys page. We have uh, obviously the Malvern Hornets who are the number one team in Division Three. They'll be taking on Edison to start off in sectional play. By the way, if you go to BigTimeSportsOhio.com this morning, we will have uh, one of our newest articles is This Week in Sports. It's Roger Metzger's weekly uh, periodical here on the Big Time Sports website. He highlights the success that Malvern has had this year. The Hornets will be taking on Edison to start out. And then we see Sandy Valley take on Tusky Valley in an opening matchup. The Battle of the Valleys 5 versus 10. Uh, to Martins Ferry, number 2, trying to make up for uh, what happened on Saturday on the boys' side. We uh, They will take on Buckeye Trail, number nine. Number three, Garraway will host Barnesville, while East Canton will play Manchester. In Division Four, however, we'll have Highland playing number 16, Newcomers Town. And Monroe Central will take on Canaan Valley. And then, of course, the game we will be taking a look at this coming Tuesday, Strasburg against Tuscaroras Central Catholic. Should be a great one there. Obviously, we want to let you, uh, ask you guys, who do you think will be advancing past sectionals this coming week? Be sure to leave a comment below. Be sure to hit us up on uh, Twitter and all the other pages there. Should be a lot of fun. So with that, we will go now to our second segment of the Big Time Sports Podcast Show. And uh, we'll be back right after these messages. Hey there, folks. This is Mitch Spinell, and I want to give you guys a quick message regarding 988. If you don't know what 988 is, it was created to make it easier to remember how to get help in the event of a mental health or addiction crisis. This is different than a medical, fire, or police emergency where 911 should still be called immediately. 988 connects you with Stark County's Crisis Center, which is equipped to help people in emotional distress or experience a mental health or addiction crisis. So remember, 911 for medical, fire, and police emergency help, and 988 for support in overcoming a mental health crisis in Stark County. Buying a home has never been so affordable with record low interest rates. Hartzler's Quality Housing is ready to put over 40 years of experience to work for you. Family owned and operated since 1978, Hartzler's has a wide selection of model homes on site with a knowledgeable team to help make your new home a reality. Open six days a week, visit them off I-77 in Dover or online at Hartzler's.com. Hartzler's Quality Housing, quality from start to finish. You deserve the best. And at Ferris Chevrolet Buick Cadillac Toyota, that's what you get. We consider you the customer to be part of our family. Anybody can make promises, but when you visit Ferris, you get the Ferris deal from a Ferris wheel. So if you're looking for a car, truck, or van, think Ferris. You invest a lot in your home and vehicle purchases. Van Nostrand Young & Associates want you to feel secure should anything happen to those investments. 
we partnered with providers like Grange Insurance and other industry leaders to be sure you're presented with the most complete coverage to fit your needs. Because we're not only here to protect the items you invest in, we're here to protect your future as well. Call Ben Lustre and Young Insurance in North Canton at 330-497-1867. We all have 206 things in common. Our bones keep us up and moving. And we at Cleveland Clinic Union Hospital care about every single one of them. From the tip of your finger to a brand new hip, our orthopedic experts will keep you going while keeping you safe. For every break and breakthrough, for every bone and joint, for every care in the world, get the care you need when and where you need it. Visit unionhospital.org. Wendy's without the Wendy's app is like nugs without the sauce. <gasps> or a Frosty without the fries. <gasps> or a hamburger without the fresh beef. No! Level A. Get the app to order ahead, order delivery, earn free food, and get app-exclusive offers. One app, all the Wendy's. Offer for a limited time at participating Wendy's. Terms apply. App registration required. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada. Vive Auto Sales, located on West High Avenue in New Philadelphia and Cleveland Avenue in Canton, is a used car dealership committed to getting financing for everyone. We give every customer that walks in our showrooms a prime buying experience, no matter their credit score or financial situation. Current inventory can be viewed at www.wefinancenow.com. Check out our Facebook pages for the most up-to-date information about upcoming events and promotions happening at Vive Auto Sales. The Furby Electric Supply Company has bright ideas for your home. Save money by converting to energy-efficient electrical products or add ambiance with beautiful lighting features. It begins with a professional consultation and a visit to the Furby Lighting Showroom. Then certified Furby contractors complete your project right and on time. Since 1934, four generations have built a reputation of quality and trust, and they offer emergency services too. Just visit Furby.com. That's F-U-R-B-A-Y. The Furby Electric Supply Company. You asked for it and we listened. Buckeye Career Center is now offering certified nail technician as an adult education program. This 216-hour course begins in November and will run Tuesday through Thursday evenings from 5 to 9 p.m. Learn manicures, pedicures, infection control, salon operations, and more. Other part-time certification courses starting this fall include phlebotomy and welding. Call 330-339-2288 to register or visit BuckeyeCareerCenter.org for more information. If you're looking for a new or pre-owned car or truck, why not see the Parkway Auto Group? Parkway is a special group of automotive experts with eight brands to satisfy your needs. Come see the difference at the Parkway Auto Group on Commercial Parkway in Dover. Eight brands and one family. It's Parkway Auto Group. Fall is in the air and part-time career enhancement courses at Buckeye Career Center are on the horizon. Registration is now open for introduction to beekeeping, basic small engine repair, and sign language. These part-time offerings run on Tuesday evenings and begin in November. Let Buckeye Career Center help you learn a new skill or advance your current skill set. Call 330-339-2288 for more information or to reserve your seat in one of these or our other part-time classes. Aaron back here on the Big Time Sports Podcast show. Mitch Spinell alongside Mitchell Bala. Mitch, now it's time to go over from high school basketball to the professional side as we had NBA All-Star Weekend officially complete. 
in Salt Lake City. Now, I don't mean to compare NBA All-Star Weekends. I don't necessarily think that this one compared to the one last year based on our own personal biases. But, uh, you know, Salt Lake City, it just went about as well as any other uh, All-Star Weekend, so to say. I mean, you got the events in, you got them all situated out. How much uh, did you invest this weekend, Mitch, into uh, viewing the not just the game itself, but all the uh, other uh, activities that went before it? Mitch, I watched the three-point contest, and that was it. That was I did it? not watch the All-Star for a second last night. I had no interest in the dunk contest, although I did see the highlights the next day. It's not that I yeah. didn't want to watch it. Um, I was invested in the three-point contest because I did bet on Damian Lillard to win the three-point contest, so thank you, Damian Lillard. Um, and the all-star game, Mitch, I actually listened to the draft on my drive home from Mentor last night after a broadcast, the draft was cool. Um, newsflash, someone was still picked last. So, uh, the whole, we don't want to yeah. pick last thing is thrown out the window. I, it's, it's just, I, I mean, I, I woke up this morning. I saw the score, obviously no defense has played the over under, I think was 336 and a half. And it was shattered. Of course, uh, I saw Mike Malone's comments afterwards saying that was bad basketball, Mitch, to me, it, it was awesome last year because it was here in Cleveland, right? Yeah. And I, I got to be up in Cleveland, didn't go to any of the events, but just being up in the city was awesome. It, it was a very awesome experience. The city was electric, but there isn't much you can do with the all-star games now in the NBA because there aren't many new dunks you can break out, at least that we haven't seen yet. The three-point shooting contest to me is the best one because for the most part, you always have a few, if not the entire class competing are very good behind the arc and shooting three-point shots. And the all-star game, Mitch, I, I knew Giannis was barely going to play. He scored the first point, had yeah. a foul, never checked back in. LeBron played 14 minutes. Um, there was a couple guys in there that were all-star reserves because of injuries, a couple of guys from reserves to starters because of injuries. I also just like my sleep, if I'm being honest. So with how late it tipped off last night, I just wasn't completely invested. This is nowhere near the Pro Bowl for the NFL. Let me make that abundantly clear sure that is a joke and needs to be fixed immediately but this is still fun i just think part of it was how late it was um obviously get you have to do that because every team or for the most part a team throughout the entire united states in different time zones is yep. represented um but the three-point contest was fun the skills challenge i don't even know what that was i mean i saw the highlights of that too um i i did want to watch the rising stars game I uh, was unable to actually, I, I did want to see Evan Mobley in that and, and see all these upcoming stars, you know, across the G league and currently in the NBA that are in their first or second year of action. So I didn't get to see that, but not that it's a turnoff to me, Mitch, but even the MLB all-star game now, isn't what it used to be because there used to be significance to that. If you want it, you had home field advantage in the world series. They've now done away with that. Um, but what did you think and how much time did you invest in watching all the festivities of all-star weekend out in Salt Lake city? I caught three point contests. I caught the draft for the all-star game in about the first half of the first quarter. And then I just kind of checked out from there. Cause it is basically just a layup line in game form. That is that all-star game. The, the draft is fun. You know, you get to see in real time, uh, Giannis accidentally picking John Morant as a, uh, as a reserve compared to a starter and then him eventually getting him. I was kind of just watching it to see if LeBron would actually end up picking Donovan Mitchell. And that wasn't the case because he was going to go with Kyrie first. And then I thought he was going to go with Donovan second, but he didn't. Um, and there were some people saying last the other night, like the dunk contest got a rejuvenation. 
And mm-hmm. I do agree with that because Mac McClung came out. Uh, by the way, uh, happy Mac History Month, by the way. You sent me that one tweet by Darius Butler. That was funny because that was it was cool to see a guy two games into his NBA, two games in, into this season, at least. He played with the Lakers and the Bulls last year for like two games, come up from the G League and do what he does. And people are kind of enthralled by it. I am a little bit uh, hesitant to call it the dunk contest's ultimate return because you've heard guys like Kenny Smith last night, the other night saying that the dunk, con- he saved the dunk contest. Did he though? Because we thought Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon did the exact same thing like five, six years ago. And then we just went back to getting all the other cast offs that you could get for the contest. And it led me to down this rabbit hole on Twitter where I did find this. I'm not going to play the clip because I think you should, you, the viewer at home and you too, Mitch should watch this clip as well. This is a clip from, uh, I believe his name is, uh, it's a uh, Zach Schwartz on Twitter and he has a podcast called Buckets, and it is a the sense of what they should do with the NBA All-Star game, mainly because uh, he believes, Zach believes, that we have hit the ceiling on what a human can physically pull off with a basketball, like you were like kind of what you were saying. And he suggested the idea of a one-on-one tournament between the marquee names of the NBA. Like, why wouldn't anybody want to see Giannis go up against a guy like Damian Lillard? Why wouldn't we want to see Paul George go up against LeBron. Why wouldn't we want to see Luca go up against uh, uh, Evan Booker? Whoever. Exactly. I mean, it would be such a unique idea. I think you could probably break this down into like a four, like, like let's say an eight man tournament to start off. And then you go to four and then you go to the final two. And then that's it. Give them like a, a one dribble rule. Give them three dribbles, you know, just so you don't have two guys chasing each other around at half court the whole game. I think it would be interesting, but I think I would rather, put that as its own event. I don't think you necessarily yeah. need, to, need to replace the dunk contest with this. I think a one-on-one tournament, if any, if you had to choose one event to get rid of, to get, put this one in, I would take the skills challenge because the skills challenge is decent. It's fine. You get to see some more marquee names in there, but really it's just making shots, passing the ball. What do we do? Making layups. It, 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 these are skills that every NBA player should have. This isn't special. Three-point shooting is kind of special, even though now it's it's the Sarah. Dunking is still kind of special. I think it would be more more competitive, a more competitive sense than just having an exhibition of practice, basically. And uh, there was another idea that I think I saw on my buddy's page. Oh, uh, it's from Natasha Dye, who said they should turn the skills challenge into a celebrity portion because they still have the celebrity all-star game. And the celebrity all-star game is still fine. You get a number of, of names out there. It's just its own little thing. I did I did love that the Miz came that close to celebrity all-star game immortality. That close. And if that would have happened the year before, we would have we would have ran out on the floor. Everyone would have done that. But uh she also mentioned to turn the celebrity game into a this is this is a good one. The best one, I think. Turn the celebrity game and well, not maybe turn the celebrity game, but have a game with uh fan voted players who are not all-stars given an MVP in that game too. That would be like a game where you could t- put, put uh, on a team Jetty Osman, Boban Moranovic. You could uh, – who's another uh, interesting guy in the league? Get like, I don't know, um, uh, Rudy Gobert. I don't care who you're putting in at this point. Um, I guess for our Cavaliers sake, we could put in Lamar Stevens and then just do a bunch of random guys. Put a bunch of random guys in this game, and maybe one of them can become like a sensation out of it. That is an actually interesting idea 
even though I think that would probably suit more for like an off season park ball sort of thing. I don't hate that idea at all. Actually. I'm all, I'm all ears for new ideas when it comes to NBA all-star weekend. I think you can do a lot more, Mitch. I actually saw another person on Twitter propose that for the dunk contest, you should take seven footers and then also the shortest players in the NBA and put them like three tandem teams with one of the taller players. So for instance, Bull Bull, uh, you mentioned Boban, Maranovic, uh, and, and like Taco Fall, who I understand is currently not in the NBA, but then take the three shortest guards, tandem pair them, and do something fun like that for the dunk contest. I'm all for it, but we that tweet you had on the screen is right. We have hit a ceiling of what a human can possibly do in the dunk contest. Years ago, there was always the argument LeBron should be in the dunk contest, and people want John Morant to be in the dunk contest, and I get it. Part of the reason they won't, they don't want to get hurt. They also have never been happy with the judging selection on how they rate rate dunks. We saw it before with Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine. Um, that has turned players off in the NBA. I get it. There has to be ways to incorporate something new, some new blood. I mean, the NBA is talking about doing a in-season tournament, Mitch. So why not add something to All-Star Weekend if we're talking about adding new things into the NBA, maybe shortening the season, doing an in-season tournament? I'm all for it. Maybe a half-court shot competition. I mean, although at this rate, it would probably just be Damian Lillard and Steph Curry going back at it over and over and over, which Mitch, I would honestly sit down and watch because those two are fun to watch with the basketball. There has to be something you can incorporate. Obviously, when you look at baseball, the home run derby is always exciting because it's who has the stamina to hit the most home runs at a time, who can hit the ball the furthest, which is always fun to watch. Nobody watches the Pro Bowl games for the NFL anymore. Uh, the NHL has a pretty solid all-star weekend. That's, that's generally fun, but all-star weekend in the NBA, something's going to have to change. I, I will say, I like the Elam Elam ending, right? You take the yeah. end of the third, you put 24 points up there. That's the target score. The other team has to come back, you know, overtake that and then score the 24 points on top of it. I like that, but at the same time, it is like a full court five-on-five five open layup line. Obviously, Damian Lillard last night, the shot that he took from beyond half court was pretty insane. Um, and then I, I got to watch something this morning on, you know, he actually practices those shots. There was people, it was actually a J.J. Reddick's podcast that I was watching where he was talking with Vucevic from the Bulls, and they talked to Damian Lillard. He practices those shots at the end of practice when he's tired. So that way, when he's in the game and he feels good, he has the confidence to shoot those shots and knock them down, which is crazy to think because we've seen Damian Lillard start to stretch his range more and more towards that timeline. Uh, but even something like that, I think, would be fun. I saw another uh, account today say, we have super fans in the NFL, right? We all know that there's certain NFL fan bases. Yep. What if we did uh, super fans for the NBA and put them on the court and they played against each other. I don't know how much I like that, but it's an idea. I said, I'm all ears. So I'm not going to contradict yeah. myself. If I'm not something has to change. Will it change? I don't know possibly, but the dunk contest is fun. It's just once Blake Griffin dunk, dunked over a car. I don't know what else you can do. Once Dwight Howard, was it Dwight Howard that dunked on a 12 foot hoop? I think, or I'm sorry, uh, uh, uh higher, higher hoop. I thought they brought out one that was maybe 13, I don't know. I, I just remember there was a hoop that was brought onto the floor before. I mean, Mitch, all it's left to do is pretty much do the things we see at Cavs games with Moondog jumping off a trampoline or maybe somebody jumping from the rafters or something crazy like that. But yeah, I don't know how much you can do in the dunk contest. And that's why it's not a, as big of a deal to me. 
maybe if you got stars to go into the dunk contest, it would be more appealing. I definitely think more people would have an eye attached to it and would want to watch, but I don't see anybody anytime soon of big name that you saw in the all-star game last night going to the dunk contest. Nobody wants to risk injury. Uh, John Morant obviously won't do it because he said he needs a billion likes to do it, uh, which I don't believe is possible. We'll have to wait and see, but it's still fun in certain aspects. It is what it is. It just depends on how devoted you are to all-star weekend in the NBA. They did kind of do that idea you mentioned uh, earlier about getting a bunch of big guys and smaller guys together because the first ever ABA all-star well, it was the ABA all-star game yep. uh, in 76. And that one had Dr. J who won the event. Obviously you had David Thompson, George Gervin, the Iceman, Larry, Larry special K Keenan Kenan, And then artist Gilmore, who was like the, 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 the tallest guy in the world in his day. Um, but yeah, they've had a mix of it since then. It really is. It is now just unfortunate that you can't have the same draw as you used to back then. You can get some really talented guys like Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine, and now Mac McClung, who's probably going to be back next year. Um, but we'll see where it goes from there. I always wonder what happened to the, to the, um, that one competition. I completely forgot what it was called, where you had an older NBA player, a WNBA player, and a famous person representing a certain city. And that was the shooting stars challenge. I forgot about that. I yep. completely forgot that that was a thing. Um, they also had for one year, a horse competition. Somebody mentioned too. I think they were saying that maybe you could turn the dunk contest into a horse game. I, I see. I don't hate that at all. And maybe depending on how many people you have, maybe you, you tone it down to pig, but these players, Mitch are the best in the world. They can get very creative in terms of shots they take and there's really no boundary on shots you could potentially take and make and practice whereas a dunk obviously we may have seen the top dunks we will ever see i mean obviously people can come up with new things um i don't hate the pig or horse competition at all and to your point we mentioned the one-on-one tournament maybe you have eight people and maybe they advance in the pig tournament so eight to four to two i mean that would be fun in my opinion you get to see Players showcase things, maybe some big men that don't typically shoot in NBA games have some shots up their sleeve that, you know, would be frowned upon to take during an actual game, let alone uh, in the back end of the season when every game matters now. But I would be all for that to, to watch players do that. Let us know in the comments what you guys think the NBA should do with its events. Should they add stuff? Should they bring stuff back? Should they get rid of stuff? I mean, it, it's all just a crapshoot. And again, all this stuff is basically just for exhibition. You know, we're, it's it's for our entertainment leading up to an all-star game every year that now is kind of, you know, it doesn't mean as much. Cause like you mentioned, they don't play for seating in the, or home court advantage in the finals, kind of like what they used to do with the world series in baseball. Uh, I still think baseball needs one more event. I'm not sure what it needs besides the, the home I, run derby, but cause you can't do a pitch. You can't do a pitching thing. You could, but so many teams are going to get worried that one of their guys is going to throw their arm out. It's it, it, That would be inevitable. A fielding challenge, I don't know if people would be excited by fielding, but it'd be something. Well, um, Rich, yeah, I don't know if you've seen it, but over in Japan, they have their all-star weekend for baseball. And listen, it might not be appealing to people at home, but they do bunning challenges. And they, be put something. On, they put targets on the field. And if you hit a certain target, it's worth X number of points. To me, I think that would actually be intriguing as well because bunning is starting to become a lost art of baseball yeah you don't see bunning a whole lot anymore um maybe you put targets on the field and you see how many players can spray the ball to different parts of the field i like the pitching contest but at the same time 
you would almost have to have pitchers that are not in the all-star game exactly in that because if they are in the all-star game they're not going to throw in that and throw in the all-star game at the same time so i like that idea but it just would become hard you could say the same thing in terms of outfielders trying to throw home or throw to a base on the fly they don't want to injure their arms if they don't have to it, there has to be a certain way to get things going um, I, I don't hate a bunning contest at all, actually. I think that would be pretty fun because, like I said, bunning is a part of baseball. It is becoming a lost art in baseball. And from what I've watched over from Japan, it's pretty electric when guys can put the ball and just stop it in the middle of a target off a bunt. I would love to see that, to be honest. No doubt. All right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll go over some more uh, scrambled topics here in the next one, including one that I'm I'm going to have some thoughts on. Let's take a break right here. Hey there, folks. This is Mitch Spinell, and I want to give you guys a quick message regarding 988. If you don't know what 988 is, it was created to make it easier to remember how to get help in the event of a mental health or addiction crisis. This is different than a medical, fire, or police emergency where 911 should still be called immediately. 988 connects you with Stark County's Crisis Center, which is equipped to help people in emotional distress or experience a mental health or addiction crisis. So remember, 911 for medical, fire, and police emergency help, and 988 for support in overcoming a mental health crisis in Stark County. Where you matter. You matter. Everyone plays a part. We all have a role. Each of us can make a difference. You do matter, and the best way to have a positive impact is to pay it forward. With each of us helping one another to cope, feel better, and know that we belong. Pass on the positivity today. Tell someone else they matter too. Alt Care. Alt Care, Alt Care. Where you matter. We all have 206 things in common. Our bones keep us up and moving. And we at Cleveland Clinic Union Hospital care about every single one of them. From the tip of your finger to a brand new hip, our orthopedic experts will keep you going while keeping you safe. For every break and breakthrough, for every bone and joint, for every care in the world, get the care you need when and where you need it. Visit unionhospital.org. Are you trying to increase your speed, quickness, vertical leap, and agility? If so, NST Sports Performance is for you. NST trains athletes ages 5 through pro. NST designs each program specific to the athlete's needs, goals, and sports. For more, visit nstsports.com. Locations in North Canton and New Philadelphia. It's nstsports.com. It takes a lot of practice to have a winning team. Alban Title has over 100 years of combined experience handling real estate, title, and escrow transactions. They serve Tuscarawas, Stark, Carroll, Harrison Counties, and more. So choose Alban Title for your next home refinance, sale, or purchase. They'll get it done quickly and professionally. Contact Alban Title at 330-334-5800 or visit their website, albantitle.com. Let them put their experience to work for you. Hard work is something you're accustomed to. Van Nostrand Young understands that principle. Our access is achieved with organizations like Grange Insurance. Safety and prevention specialists utilize our VanCan assessments process to ensure that you and your colleagues are in the best hands. 
You want the safest environment for your business, and we can guide you there. Call Van Nostra and Young Insurance in North Canton at 330-497-1867. If you're purchasing a new home, the team at Hartzler's Quality Housing is here to help. Take advantage of record low interest rates to make your new home a reality. Locally owned and operated since 1978, Hartzler's Quality Housing has the experience to guide you through the process. You'll find a wide selection of model homes on site to fit any budget. Open six days a week just off I-77. You can also visit them online at Hartzlers.com. Hartzlers Quality Housing. Quality from start to finish. You deserve the best. And at Ferris Chevrolet, Buick, Cadillac, Toyota, that's what you get. We consider you the customer to be part of our family. Anybody can make promises, but when you visit Ferris, you get the Ferris deal from a Ferris wheel. So if you're looking for a car, truck, or van, think Ferris. Think Ferris. Wendy's without the Wendy's app is like nugs without the sauce. <gasps> or a Frosty without the fries. <gasps> or a hamburger without the fresh beef. No! Level up. Get the app to order ahead, order delivery, earn free food, and get app-exclusive offers. One app, all the Wendy's. Offer for a limited time at participating Wendy's. Terms apply. App registration required. Fresh beef available in contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada. Hey, we're back here on the Big Time Sports Podcast Show. Mitch Bennell and Mitchell Bala. Final segment here as we continue on uh, with the show. I mean, Mitch... We talked about in the last episode is a big focal point of our last episode. And uh, that kind of reminds me, I mentioned the, I think I mentioned the last episode we've been posting now to TikTok and YouTube shorts, our clips from the big time sports podcast show. Thank you guys for all the views. Our, our most recent video got uh, of our Kevin love discussion. Uh, Mitch went on a thing where he talked about how uh, Kevin love deserves to have his Jersey number retired. Well, sure enough, the Cavaliers are have announced that they will retire his number here in the near future. So thank you guys for watching that. And, uh, you know, we just hope you continue on watching our stuff here on YouTube and TikTok and everything we have here as well. Um, but yeah, the Kevin Love thing, it's officially uh, been made true that he will be signing with Miami, uh, taking his talents to South Beach because everyone in Cleveland sports Twitter made that joke before everyone else did. Um, this kind of just feels like Love will be in the same a similar role to his one that he had before he got taken out of the rotation. If that... Um, you wish him the best, but at the same time, you just kind of hope you don't have to face him in the first round of the playoffs. Not to say like, oh, we're scared to face Kevin. It's like, oh, we don't want to do that to Kevin, but who knows? I wish him nothing but the best. And if we do play him in the playoffs, I hope he does nothing but have his worst game shooting in his career. I mean, it's as simple as that. I, I hope that he goes to Miami. And if the Cavs don't play Miami, I hope Miami continues to win. Uh, and Kevin Love plays big minutes. I think it's a good spot for him. It was rumored that it was Miami or Philadelphia. Two teams I think that could use forward play as well as a forward that stretches the floor. We all know being Cavs fans here, Kevin Love can do that. Uh, I'm intrigued to see what his role actually is and how much he plays here out of the all-star break. And I wish him nothing but the best. I'm extremely happy the Cavaliers said they will retire his number, Mitch. That is one of the three jerseys I think that deserves to be retired. And hopefully number two and number 23 will be up in the rafters there with him one day because him, Kyrie Irving, and LeBron James – well, LeBron's number will be retired in Cleveland. I think that's a fact. We're just probably going to wait till he retires. Um, Kyrie, you would think, will have his number retired, but you never know because of how he 
got out of Cleveland and everything else involving Kyrie Irving, but he did hit the biggest shot in NBA history in the finals. Um, but I was extremely happy to see Col- uh, Kobe Altman announce it'll be retired in the rafters one day. Um, this guy was here for nine years, Mitch. People tend to forget that, I think. 2014, we got him when LeBron came back from Miami, um, and he already put out a, st- a small statement saying he will have more to say here later. I imagine he'll probably take the next few days over the break to get accustomed to Miami as well as more than likely, I'm guessing, put something in the Players' Tribune. Uh, yeah. Typically, Kevin Love has put a couple articles before. Uh, that's typically what NBA players do. I'm excited, and I have nothing but love for Kevin Love. Uh, one of my top five Cavaliers of all time. Uh, and like I said, that 2016 NBA championship holds a lot in my heart, as it does for you and Cavs fans everywhere. Nothing but the best. But if we play him in the playoffs, Kevin, I hope you cannot make a shot. I hope you cannot. I hope you have butterfingers and you can't get a rebound. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at. Well, he's at his career lows in scoring and rebounding this year. And that thumb injury has been still affecting him. So we'll see if that has any uh, impact here with his with his run in Miami, they're also signing Cody Zeller, which I initially thought was the one that we had in Cleveland a few seasons ago, but that was Tyler Zeller who played for North Carolina and Cody played for Indiana. Did one of them play for Notre Dame? I feel like one of them did. Was that the other one, Luke? There's, there's a third Zeller brother. He may have played in Notre Dame. I'm not going to sit here and say he did for a fact or he didn't. He may have, but I know there was three Zeller brothers, uh, Tyler, North Carolina, it was Luke. Yep. That's well, what, that's what we have the internet for. We can look up uh, this stuff at any time with my computer right in front of me. Now, the other signing that we have for this coming week, uh, actually this morning rather is uh, <laughs> a reunion. I didn't think was going to be possible when it happened, but uh, Russell Westbrook after getting uh, traded to Utah and then he's not going to sign with them. Uh, he's going to get a contract buyout and he's going to sign with the LA Clippers. So the Clippers are going to have, Paul George, Russell Westbrook, and Kawhi Leonard on the same team. Uh, you know, it's going to be a very interesting dynamic there. I think I saw what the Clippers did, uh, what was it, last week or two weeks ago at this point against Dallas in Kyrie's first game there. That felt mm-hmm. like a wake-up call because that game was with without Luka on the floor. Yeah. The Clippers are a, cap- a very capable team in the NBA right now. They are in fourth place in the Eastern conference standings with Denver, Memphis, and Sacramento right ahead of them. But uh, that's where I think much like with the East, with the Cavaliers kind of being the cutoff from the contenders and the pretenders, I think the Clippers are right on that edge too. And they need what they can get to make a legitimate run against the likes of Denver and Memphis, and maybe even Phoenix, if they get a, a bit of a run here with Durant. You can just clip this now because it's either going to make me look like a genius or it's going to come back to bite me in the butt. Um, I would throw one more team in the West. I think Golden State deserves to be thrown in there until somebody finally beats them. Uh, The Clippers aren't winning the West. The Clippers are, Mitch, in my opinion, one of the most overrated teams in the NBA. I don't know how many times I have to hear about Kawhi Leonard's clutch points. Paul George is a plus 118 on the floor. Cool. They don't play. They don't. They don't play. Like, how am I going to know if they make the playoffs? You know, is Kawhi going to decide to have load management that night? Because I don't know if the dude knows what night he's supposed to play. Same with Paul George. It's an overrated team. Thank God they don't talk as much as the Memphis Grizzlies because I would hate them even more. I'm not going to – Russell Westbrook does not put them over the top. This team might be fourth in the Western Conference. They're not the fourth best team in the Western Conference. Ty Lue is a good coach. He's not a top five coach in the NBA. I love him for winning the championship here. He has been blessed with great players. 
throughout his tenure as a head coach in the NBA. I'm just so sick and tired of the Clippers. I really am. I just, you know, I don't, well, guess what? Kawhi Leonard has the highest winning percentage in NBA history. Yeah. Cause when he plays, they win, but he doesn't play like it just, I'm, I'm sick and tired of it. And Russell Westbrook going there is going to be fun. Uh, April 5th, the Lakers and the Clippers matchup. So it's already been tweeted out ESPN 10 PM, yeah. April 5th, you know, get your popcorn ready. Uh, I think the real question is who's actually going to play out of the big three for the Lakers that night and the Clippers that night. We'll have to wait and see, but Mitch, I am not buying the Los Angeles Clippers as a threat in the Western conference, clip it, save it. They'll probably win the West now and make me look like a fool. But until then I'm not betting on them. I, I just, I can't buy stock in the Clippers because every year, every year I have to hear how good the Clippers are. Oh, they're the favorite in the West. Oh, they're the second favorite. Guess what? They don't do anything. They blow a 3-1 lead to the Nuggets in the bubble. Uh, they're just, I don't, I don't, I don't buy it. What did you make of uh, Paul George's recent comments saying that a win, uh, a title win for the Clippers would mean more to LA than a Lakers title? What did you think about that? That seems like a guy making a comment that uh, has never been to the NBA finals before. Uh it, it would not mean more to LA. I think it's, I think it's pretty obvious. I mean, you share the same, same arena as the Lakers. Uh, the Lakers are what number one or number two all time in NBA championships. One up there with the Celtics. Like Ooh, no, yeah. that just, I mean, cool. Paul George, I get it. You're from Cali. You're from there. You wanted to go home and play there. I get it, but it might mean more to you and your family. It's not going to be more to LA in the state of California. If you win a championship. All right. Well, Mitch, you're not in the best of moods with that topic, and I'm going to keep you possibly in a worse mood with what I'm about to show not only you, but the audience here. You know, this past Saturday, Ohio State and Michigan played in the uh, in the in the the classic on the lake or whatever it was called uh, the hockey game that was played at First Energy Stadium in Cleveland. So as I get the thing here, so. Ohio State won four to two, but. Both teams took a giant L at the stadium because there was one, there was a, a pair of particular fans. And this, I, I should mention, if you're watching this podcast for our BTS list, uh, viewers, viewer discretion is advised for this because what these poor, poor kids are doing, and I'm going to call them kids, even though I'm probably just a few years older than them, is, uh, huh, it's, it's, when I first saw it, Mitch, it, it, generated a reaction that only when I sent it to you, I could only say the words, we will talk about this on Monday, as if this was some major screw-up you had at school. This video that I'm about to put on the split screen, and again, viewer discretion is extremely advised. I wish I could make my uh, screens here bigger. I don't know why I can't do that at this point. Uh, you know what? Uh, yeah, there we go. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do a little bit of that, and there we go, because as you see here in this video, and this is courtesy of C Schutz eight on Instagram. She's a Cleveland native. It seems she took a video of these two guys. It seems at the end of the game here and you know, they're just trying to find, have some fun trying to near the end of the game. And then, Oh, look at that. They're pulling out some drinks, having some good time. And Oh my God, that's oh, okay. That is other people's drinks that they are just downing as if the world's about to end. Yeah. Go ahead and high five. That's cool. That is awesome. That is, that is amazing. That is just an amazing fun time at the stadium with your boys. That is disgusting. We do not, we do not endorse that. We do not approve of that. We do not accept these fans as Buckeye fans. These fans can go directly to Ann Arbor 
I'm sure they're nice boys, but at the same time, I, you might as well, well, well wear maize and gold. It's disgusting. I honestly think those were probably Michigan fans trying to make Ohio State fans look bad. That's my philosophy so. there. I think they put on scarlet and gray because obviously Ohio State is now a hockey school, as we saw as Ohio State won four to two on the face off on the lake. And I think they probably put on Ohio State gear to make Ohio State fans look bad. Mitch, what? I got to remember, this is a family oriented show. I can't use that word. That's okay. I mean, it's not okay, but like, yeah, this, this is, this is something that would happen. I think if you're with your boys and it's like, Hey odds, right. We all know what the game is. And you would just be like, no, I don't no, No, we're not playing that. These dudes were literally running around willingly drinking other people's beer that was left over. I'm not going to say it happened here, but like, I see a lot of people who drink beer and dip and their dip spit goes back in that bottle. Like these dudes were going up different <laughs> rows and aisles and sections. Like you don't know what people are putting in there. Some people could have spit in there. Some people could have stuffed trash down their bottles. Like what on earth is going through your mind when you decide to do something like this is a disgusting act. Those boys should be sent to Ann Arbor if they are Ohio state fans and they should be investigated immediately because that was one of the nastiest things I've ever seen somebody do. I would never do that in my right mind. If it was odds or I had to give somebody money, I would pay the money. I will. It just, Oh, I get chills thinking about it. Like I love my beer. Please drink responsibly 21 and over obviously, but my goodness, that was disgusting. A disgusting act. That, that, that had the, that had the same cadence of like under 21 drinking where it's like whatever you can get your hands on and not recognizing the 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 nastiness of what you're probably sucking down that people have been either spitting up or backwashing or doing anything that that is not cool it's like this it's like the scene in caddyshack where spalding is like drinking other people's drinks at the thing and then he ends up getting sick in the limo but it, it's it's not done with a with 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 funny in mind it's just idiots trying to i don't even know what you're trying to do you're you're not going to drink enough to get a buzz going, you probably you probably already had enough as it is. So you're just trying to get as much as you can in your system Oops. at that point. And it's like I, I don't know. At first, at first when I first watched this video, I thought for some reason that they were posing for uh, like Snapchat or whatever. I thought that was the case, and I was gonna be like, oh yeah, so you can get some more more uh, you can get a cool Snapchat story going, awesome. But no, these are just guys who decided, hey, I'm gonna get a half off literally and figuratively Michelob Ultra. So that's cool. Real quick before we end it, what's the worst um, odds that you've ever had seen, seen someone do or had done to yourself? I want to know that because I have one. There have been a lot I have been around. Some One that we can tell on this on this show. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I, there was one that I'm not going to bring up on the show because when you're in college, there's a lot of people out there know it's it gets a little crazy. Um No, they've been pretty aggressive. I'm, I don't. I don't. I don't think All I'm right. gonna be able to. That's fair. That's fair. I have one for and and you know if you have kids listening to this, I don't know if kids are listening to this. Just tune out. If you're an adult and you don't want to hear this, tune out. So, one time I was coming home from a Legion baseball tournament. We were driving in a car. It was me and two other guys, and I won't say what's his name, this person's name, because he's a friend of mine still. Um, he was a lot of those guys back in the day used to chew dip, as you mentioned. And I was the only guy on the te- team that pretty much that didn't. So we decided, Hey, what are the odds that you uh, take a sip from your chew bottle? Mm. Odds of one to a hundred, one, two, three. Can't remember the number 66. And we all, we about 
went off the road. The guy driving went about went off the road because we were so shocked that it happened. We had to pull over to the back of McDonald's and we had to watch this guy just grimace for about 10 minutes. I, one of my biggest regrets in life, I took a video of him doing it. He about keeled over. It was disgusting. I was laughing the whole time. I put that video on a little like hard external hard drive. The hard drive corrupted. I lost the video. That That is my biggest regret. One of my biggest regrets is I don't have that video still, especially because mm. if this person ever turns on me, I have blackmail, basically. Not going to blackmail people. I'm just going to, you know, doing it for the show. All right. So that is the end of the big time sports podcast show. I've got the giggles right now. And I got a bit of a sore throat, too, so that doesn't help. Uh, we already went through all the what you missed or what, you, what you're going to see this week. All the social media, Mitch, just give me the fact of the day so we can get out of here. I, you know, I don't, I, no, I don't even want to give a fact. Come on. Like, Come no, on. Was, I don't want, like, this fact I had was just so stupid compared to what we just talked about. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just do it. Just do it. Well, there have been a lot of houses being listed. There's a former Browns player from the 70s, I believe, who listed his house at $1.5 million in Northeast or Northwest Ohio recently. So that brought me to this that the White House in Washington, D.C. has, 132 rooms inside of it, including 35 bathrooms. That's a lot of bathrooms. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. I mean, you need 35 bathrooms for a given night. I would just use a different one every every day and like tally up how many times I used each bathroom by the end of the year. All right. Thank you guys for listening or watching to this episode of the Big Time Sports Podcast Show. Don't drink other people's drinks. Yeah.